Saikano, the show where you watch a beta weeb actually turn into the biggest chad over the course of 25 episodes. Without further preamble, let's get this over with already. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Married a Weeb podcast. If you can't already tell, I'm not overly thrilled about this episode, but thankfully we have our good friend and Saikano Stan here today to go over Saikano and maybe why you should watch the show. Yeah, I'm happy to be back here. Um, I love Saikano, so I'm here. I'm definitely excited to talk about it and someone needs to defend this because it's (laughs) obvious that Danielle wasn't all too thrilled about this show. You you caught that Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean it's okay for the first uh season that you watched or your, your first episode oh. i know we've talked about this before where i saw the episode come out i was excited to listen to it and then uh <laughs> my heart just starts sinking and she's diving further and further as i listen to her talk about it i remember the text that day <laughs> you were like i was so stoked i saw the name of the show on your podcast <laughs> oh yeah I... Although uh, before we start, I had, when I was doing my rewatch mm-hmm. for to, to prep for season two and the movie, ever have you ever had that something happen where you are hyping up a show, or you but then you start like you love it for whatever reason you love it for, and then you try to get your friends or someone else to watch it, and you're just sitting there like critiquing it more so maybe you're like hmm are they gonna like this do they not like this. And you're now seeing flaws in it that you didn't notice before. Sure. That's kind of what happened with me (laughs) when I watched season one. Because I know, I remember I loved it at the time. And I still enjoy it now. But like the first few episodes, I'm like, hmm, was I just going through something weird or some phase when I first watched that that season? Maybe I kind of understand where Danielle's coming from. But then halfway through, it fixed itself. And I'm like, nope, no, no, no. Uh, no need to critique this. This is a great show. I still love it. <laughs> yeah, season one was something that I was kind of on the fence with. So I was kind of in between uh, both of what you guys had going on. I just felt like a stepchild listening to their parents uh, d- disagree. Right. <laughs> on, uh, on, I don't know, what to cook or something. Uh, so yeah, Saikano is a show that I, I do like because it doesn't take itself serious and it is commenting on itself as it goes. And I don't think, I think that's one thing that you're not giving it any credit for, Danielle. You're trying to take it at face value. And yes, face value, this show, yikes. <laughs> yeah, the plot doesn't really go anywhere. But you're watching it for the characters, not the plot. Exactly. And I think it's even... The characters? Yeah. Listen, yeah. we're going we're gonna to get into it, but... I'm going to have to halt you there. What do you mean? Okay, okay, but if we're talking about just Tomoya, that's fine. Like, I understand where I think I know where you're going to go with that. And I agree. But everyone else, I had thought had good development. And I really liked watching them. Absolutely. And we will definitely talk about how they went into season two because we got more emotion out of them and less of our main character. That was the key to success with Saikano. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it now. I enjoyed season two much more than season one. Same. Danielle? I would say I enjoyed the last four episodes of season two and the um, after credits part of the movie. Oh, the after credits part of the movie fucking slaps. I just said fuck. Well, okay, so this one's explicit explicit now. Damn it. (laughs) If you haven't noticed, we have been marking some episodes recently with explicit because... Listen, we're just going to let it all loose, baby. Yeah, at this point, no I'm, filter. Ready, I'm ready to talk how I want to talk. <laughs> Do we want to have Michael, since he loves Saikano so much, give us a... Uh, can I even say that there's a synopsis? Because it's basically <laughs> season one. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, uh, I can't, but there's really not much to say. <laughs> yes. By the way, I will all, admit to that. If, if all this is going over your head and you're like i don't even know what we do have an episode on season one as we kind of mentioned earlier go ahead and go listen to that then come back to this actually on your way back to this episode listen to everything else that we've (laughs) ever put out we appreciate you being here and also if you'd like to interact with us and or friends we have a discord imarriedweeb.com click the old discord button join on in and talk to us it is a desert in there and luckily we have some great friends who are trying to keep it alive and I'll tell you who it isn't. It's not Daniel. 
It's, I'm sorry, it's not me. Yeah. You can uh, join the Discord and talk with Michael and Tom about VTubers because they're crazies and the gotchas that they've pulled. Princess Connect, uh, yes, yes. baby. Summer Peckering, mm, no big deal. I'll just pull it in six. <laughs> yeah, I'm still salty about that. Yeah. Oh, you I didn't did 60 get it? pulls. I, I did 60 pulls. I'm like, ah, no, no, I don't like her enough. <sighs> Here's the thing. To like spend everything I need to save for future. Yeah, he's uh, waiting banners. for for Carol. He's committed to the wife. Oh, I've got her locked down already. I've got all the resources I need yeah. for her. He's oh. done the math. He's got the amount of crystals he needs to 100%. Like, she guarantee is it. a guarantee. Yeah. I didn't know that there was such a thing as guaranteeing. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a pity pull system. A, if you, a pity pull? <laughs> yeah, basically, if you pull enough, each time you do a pull, 300. it gives you some points. And if you have 300 of those points, then you can just say, redeem these points for this character that I want. Because I've either wailed or all the stuff that I just saved up was for, for nothing. And you can get it out of pity. How many points yeah. do you have? How many points do I have? I don't know. So you're telling well, it me it resets every banner because there's like a uh, yeah every a focused f- person each oh. every few weeks. So you can all, the pity is only for that person. Oh, yeah. Interest. Okay. Speaking of pity, I pity anyone who likes the main character of the show we're talking about today, Psychano season two. I know he is Kirito's voice actor, and that's really the only thing he has going for him. Other than that. This show, but he fits perfectly because again, does. every single harem anime has him as a voice act- actor. Like I never expected, and oh, he's there. True, that is true. Um, he he is everyone, and you know what? I forgot that he is Miyamura from Horimiya. Oh yeah, yeah. I completely, wait. Is he? Yes, that's what I saw. Maybe today. I, I knew that. I completely forgot. I th- I think. I think that happened. Um, uh, I know we talked because we watched season two in the movie with Michael. Yes, he is. Yes. Sorry. Oh, I'm glad that you had to fact check me on my own show. Yeah, good call. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I just like to check always, that's all. <laughs> so I know for myself. No, Michael is the best. We'll be like, oh, this character. And he usually slash sometimes knows the other characters to a T of what they voice and possibly the actual voice actor it but also, only for a couple of people it, right it wouldn't even surprise me too if he's like oh yeah um and then they are a positive blood type I'd be like, <laughs> well yeah i mean of course that's on their spec sheet and you know that <laughs> no 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 i don't go that deep i do know who else they voice and other shows i like true but i thought it was funny that the voice actor who is tomoya and then utaha they are both the main characters from no game no life thought oh. that was funny and I know that we talked with Michael after watching the show that almost every single character in, I'm going to say the top four, you know, you got the, your main boy and the three main girls. Um, there are so many people with, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Voice actors. Which I just started watching now and I can finally appreciate. I'm very yeah. all in here. That. Yep. So just funny. Yeah. Funny, isn't it? Funny, isn't it? In the, in the case of this show, I think where we can all come to agree is season two's development of especially uh, Sawamura, otherwise known as Eriri. 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 Yeah. Okay. That was much better. <laughs> Eriri. She couldn't handle it first season. Not into it. I don't like the, uh, she's textbook soon today. That's fine. And that's what they were going for. I get it. I do. But when you want a show to hit all the tropes, change up that trope just a little bit because then she's no different than any other show I could have watched. And that's why I really didn't like her. Now, Uta, she was best girl alongside Megami since season one. And I got to tell you, she handled it this season too. And by the way, heading forward, I don't even, I can't believe we even have to say this. Spoiler alert. If you got here and you hadn't even watched the show, one, thank you. Two, we're going to, we're going to talk spoilers. So Utaha's kiss in season two. <laughs> nice. Right. The train. Absolutely. And I think it was finally nice to see someone break out of their shell, grow some balls and make a move in this show. 
Well, no, what's, what's hilarious about that, especially since you say that, is Edity was going for the exact same thing. Yep. <laughs> Remember, she was leaning in for it, and then Utaha just sw- swooped in and just stole it right before she could make her move. Yeah, that is true. I forgot about that because I was happy to see it. Who do we like b- b- between the two as far as it goes for you, Danielle? From Edity and Utaha? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely not Utaha. Or, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Time. Okay, I know you did. I know you Time. <laughs> Time. <laughs> Definitely not edity. Okay, good. So we're all team Utaha. I think I think they between the two of them. Then then I'm on team team Utaha. Absolutely. Oh, not for the rest of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Between those two, I'm definitely in Utaha's fan book. Like she can squeeze me with those thighs. I'd be fine with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And she'd write a book about it later. <laughs> now, and I believe this is I'm gonna go ahead and speak for Michael here. His favorite is uh, Michiru, who is the cousin. Um, I know uh that because, um, (laughs) yeah, no, no one likes her. (laughs) She disappears for a segment of the show and I didn't, it didn't change my experience at all. So that's kind of where she's at. Granted, I do like, and yes, I'm a degenerate. We all are. The angles that they do, uh, let the camera go when Michiru's in the scene though, kind of dope. Oh, so you're a perv and you like seeing down her shirt. (laughs) I mean, this show is kind of all about the fan service a little bit. Yes, so. especially episode zero of season two, just like episode zero of season one. Top notch. Yeah, they set you up with all this fan service and then just crash and burn the rest of the season. Oh, come they on. They give you blue balls and then they give you blue balls throughout the whole. You can't <laughs> say that you come on. There was nothing redeemable with season two. Like I said, the last four episodes. Oh, but that's still the, part of season two. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the buildup. Damn, it took them a long time. Ah, so it's a patience thing. I think I just get so frustrated and I don't know what the pacing is of this episode, but I get so frustrated, obviously, with Tomoya because he. He's. He's a passionate, driven man. He's an otaku with a dream. He wants to make the best freaking game that weebs are going to play. Yeah. Both seasons drops the ball. Yeah. And especially in this. And then does it again. And doesn't he do it again in the movie? And it's like, didn't you just learn? Oh, the, the, the crucial dissing Megami on the train platform. I already didn't like him. I hate him. Yeah. Yeah. And then standing her up for her birthday. I mean, yeah. you, oh, you that, can only thing killed me. You can only give me like this show. <sighs> the problem. When, okay. With the birthday, that birthday scene, technically. There is no. He had a reason but... for it. He had a reason <laughs> for it. It was a good reason. He should have invited her out afterwards after he took care of the emergency situation. But yeah, everything else, he was just kind of like, bruh. Well, the fact that he is, he lives his life with his head buried so deep in the sand. I don't understand why on the phone, canceling his plans with Megumi, why he has to be so cryptic. I mean, obviously, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. They're doing it for the viewer because, oh my gosh, something must have really, well, first you think, oh my gosh, he's just pulling what he did before. And basically lying I would have killed him I would have found a way to, to find him <laughs> in the show and murder with my bare hand personally <laughs> I'm not gonna do my girl like that yeah but it I, just it, it kills me and his portrayal and him being tied to obviously my number one anime character Kirito mm-hmm. when season what would that be four of yeah, SAO comes recent, out yeah no, like the next, whenever they make the whatever new, it doesn't matter. Season or the movie coming out. I really don't want this portrayal and how an- freaking annoying he is to taint my <laughs> <laughs> my perception of him. Well, the, the cool thing with this show is, and I will give it a little bit of credit, see, but everything we're going into right now, is that not perfectly directed? We are supposed to be and feeling for Megami in this show. They have written him to annoy us just as much as Megami would be annoyed with him. 
Mm-hmm. It is very nice to be on the equal playing field with best girl and feeling the same emotions as a 2D character that doesn't exist that I want to exist. <laughs> now, in the case of Tomoya, though, what I will say is where he did shine was in this. This is the first time that I've actually heard um, his voice actor sound <laughs> outside of Demon Slayer like Inosuke. When Tomoya was screaming his mind out on one of the episodes, I was like, oh my gosh, there it is. There's the birth mm-hmm. of the voice of Inosuke for Demon Slayer. Yeah, which watching the Mugen Train movie, I still could not wrap my head around when you listen to Inosuke, knowing that that is the same voice actor as Kirito and so many other characters. Obviously, he has one of the biggest rap sheets, but or is rap sheet bad? Is that like when you go to jail and that's a rap sheet? I, did I just use that in the wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, you're asking okay. the wrong people. His, um, I didn't know he's in a lot. What is a rap sheet? We'll put a pin in that. We'll, <laughs> we'll Listen, revisit no, we it. went to art school, but, okay? But his, his IMDB, let's say, or his Mal voice acting cred list is very long. So, yeah, it was kind of nice to finally be able to picture like, okay, these are the same people because I still could not get that through my head. Yes. Now, last moment that I even want to talk about Tomoya, because like the show, I'd love to see him gone. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, that sounds like I wanted the show gone. I meant like it was I want him gone like the good parts in the show. Let me clarify that because I liked season two as much as Danielle over here is going absolutely bonkers on it. Now, the one closing note with Tomoya for me is the fact that I will also give credit uh, where credit is due here. He made. Kazuya from Rent-A-Girlfriend seem bearable. Mm. I would say as far as the bruh moment awards go, <laughs> Tomoya took it in a last <laughs> ditch effort, took it from Kazuya. But, uh, Michael, did you watch Rent-A-Girlfriend? Rent-A-Girlfriend? Yes. Okay. I couldn't remember. I, he, I can't remember what his, uh, what his name was, but now that Tom says it, but mm-hmm. yeah, it rings a bell. Absolutely. Now, yeah, he, he was kind of, he was something. Yeah, he was something. And you know who else was something in that show? Mami Nanami. Oh my okay? gosh. She is the Tomoya of that show. <laughs> and we've been through that. Anyway, that aside, I would like to ask, because everyone's got their girl from this show. There are some psychos out here who actually even like uh, Izumi. Yes, I'm picking on you guys. She's, I don't like her. But I, what, I, what I will tell you is, the shifting between. I think she was bad. You didn't think she was bad? Nah. She Honestly, right. for me, me, me too is the, the worst. Oh, absolutely. And that's. And I think Azumi is a little better in this season versus uh, season one. Like she's a little too young where it's kind of creepy. True. Yeah. Yeah, I could agree with that. Now, in the case of this show, and this one's going to go, we'll, we'll, we'll do this in order. We'll just go Michael, then you, Danielle. As far as best girl goes, was it cemented from the be- from season one? You knew who season you had. Season one, it, it was instant. So Megumi it, Kato, no, there's no doubt about it. You'll never change my mind on this point. Utaha never slipped in front for first at all. Never slipped. She's definitely second, but never in first. Okay. And Daniel, who's best girl to you? So, obviously Megumi. Okay. And... I think the show does an interesting job, but at the same time, it's also kind of the same thing as other uh, harems. The girl who's the least interested is always going to be the finalist, let's say. Mm -hmm. So we get a setup in season two where she tells Tomoya, like, basically, I don't like you or something along those lines where she's affirming the fact that she is not interested in him and obviously over season two you find out that she actually does have certain feelings for him and they grow and then you finally see the resolution of that um i think it's an easy cop-out but she's just so cute she is and And i love her deadpan oh absolutely that is my favorite part of her I th- just how she sometimes she roasts Tamoya just in, in that voice, his <laughs> monotone. It's like, man, she didn't put any like emotion behind the tone of voice, but the words hurt. Well, and we have gone through that. It is this is something that me and Michael share a bond with. If an anime character is an ice queen, 
yes. consider us in. And you know something else about Megumi? I obviously we watched this um, subbed, mm-hmm. but I can imagine maybe, maybe, and I'm just pulling a straw here because obviously I don't know Japanese, but I in I picture her voice. If a real good voice actress were supposed to do it, it would be like the the basic girls out there when they talk like this and mm. they're just really drawn out. I feel like Megumi has that certain connotation sometimes where she draws words out and I kind of like it only in Japanese. I will kill you if you're American talking like that. <laughs> Please, I never thought about that way, and I'm kind of upset now. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to make that association. The Cali girl of Japan, is that what you're saying? But, like, cool. Oh, yeah. It's, it, I get you. Yeah. For me, Megami was the first where I was like, yep, there's best girl. Utaha came in, I'm like, wait a second. Wait a tick. In season two, she did. No, season oh. one, even. Oh, I was like, oh, okay. nice. But then it all it all leads back to Megami, and I think it's nice that we're all. I mean, the show the show wants that to happen anyways, because she is the girl who gets the win at the end. Spoiler alert, everyone! And between her, I got to tell you, what did happen in season two that surprised me? Considering I hate her personality, but there's something about it going completely different from the Ice Queen, but going to Fire Queen. Akane, in this show, you know, the. Uh, the big shot that ends up scouting Utaha and an entity yeah. for her, her circle, her character design loved it. I thought she was very cool. Having her have the drunk, uh, attitude, it was very Masato. <laughs> yeah. Uh, vibes, which I was like, okay, well, this is going back to the old, this, this is hit me in the nostalgia. Exactly. Right. And, um, sure enough, there was a little bit of a connection there. Now we know of, and we've speak, spoke on, uh, Princess Connect Redive, there is a character na- uh, named Shizuru who I very much like, and uh, that is the same voice actress. Mm. Oh, it is? Yes, it is. And a uh, big fan of that. Should that affect any opinion from the character itself? Probably not, but here I am, a middle-aged man watching cartoons. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Aside from that... Uh, well, we didn't ask um, Michael if he had a favorite part. Okay. From season two. Well, then why don't I don't want to skip him. over let's, him. Let's talk like he's not here <laughs> and then go ahead and ask. Him. Michael, what was your favorite part from season two? Oh, man. Uh, probably just we rewatched it two weeks ago, a week ago now. I'm like blanking on any, anything but the movie. Well, here, I can, <laughs> I can help him. Um, episode zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True, true. But it's not part of the season. When an episode has fan service in the title of said episode and just girls in you know, bikinis the whole time no it's solid it's every man's wet dream yeah and you know other than that i think i'm gonna i'm gonna piggyback will you go michael please think on it i want to give you some time to think i'd have to say my favorite moment from season two if i had to pick one would be i got nothing not even the turn of when Tomoyo, I think my favorite part would be, so Tomoyo basically leaves uh, Blessing Software to mm-hmm. go help Utaha and Edity finish their game. That was um, in the movie. I was going to say, that's oh, the that, movie. Oh my gosh, I can't even separate season two and the movie. Well, we did watch them all very close. To all together. In so. the same day. So yeah. they are. Everything's okay. blurring. Yeah. Okay, then I didn't like anything from season two then. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. no. Oh, <laughs> I just can't remember any specific scene. I just like the show as a whole. Absolutely. Um, one thing that I did like from season two, one of like the, the scenes that really I remember a lot. Um, my first time watching it and the second time watching it, I kind of hyped this scene up and then I realized, hmm, it wasn't I see all that much of a character defining moment, moment for Edity. But mm-hmm. that episode where she goes to that um, house in the mountains to, to paint mm-hmm. to get some new art yeah. and just her working, like struggling hard and then making those masterpieces. You're then um, Tomoya dipping on the company to go help her. But then also not telling anything to uh, Megumi, who is just like, uh, I told you I was free all weekend. 
I'm mad because you yeah. didn't tell me anything. That entire episode, the editing part and the Megumi part, I, f- I felt like there was like a lot of emotion in there and just a lot of development there. So I, that's one of my favorite episodes as a whole. Yeah, that is certainly uh, a heavy hitter. I th- that might have been episode six titled The Deadline Buried in Snow. Mm. Uh, that could just, or maybe even the next one, The New Planet Revenge, anyways. Couldn't agree more on that. I think season two, the tough part with me is they really, really wanted to get in and start giving this aspect of the show where, oh, they're making a game. Like, let's see what it's like for them to be in a meeting and shit like that. The problem with it is they're making a dating sim. It's a glorified PowerPoint. These games, yes. The web of conversations and alternate things. Yes, the creation of that type of a game. For anyone who doesn't know how game development works, it's really not that hard. So when they're sitting there and they're like, oh, no, we need to find out how to do this. No, no, no. Essentially, all they were having to do was create the story and make the picture. So when they're like, well, this scenario needs to go like this. And it's like, it's like you guys are overdramatizing. I, you guys, I'm just thinking to myself. I get what they're going for, but you're adding pressure to a game that doesn't really have much of a crunch time. It's not like Uncharted 3, where they're coming down to like, oh, we were supposed to have this out, blah, 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 the release date. They don't have a set release date because they're a, like a little indie company. Well, they do. They are trying to make that winter comic. Which is fine. You just release as they did. You just do a demo. Mm-hmm. And nothing there. That's also what was so stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, fine. We'll put out a demo. And then everything went great for them. So it's like, okay, so you're telling me. You stressed over this. You could have just done the demo from the get go. I don't know. I think a lot of the drama in this show was empty to me. And that may be why I had more reservations about this show than other harms. I do like when it is aware of itself. And that's very fun. I don't hate the show. I'm not Danielle. <laughs> but I don't think I'm like head over heels for it, for sure. Yeah, I think the talking about the game, working on the game, those aspects were nice at first or like <laughs> in doses saying, oh, yeah, because it gives that plot excuse of why they're hanging out, why they're spending time together. That was fine. But then when they keep going on and on and on and droning about their, about their issues or what to do, it's like, well, the show isn't about what making the game. It's about like the, the relationship, the, the relationships and development. Exactly. So, yeah, bring it up. Nice plot excuse or just reasoning for them to be together. Plot device. But then it, it seemed kind of like filler, just taking up precious time in the episode of just talking about nonsense. That I don't care for because I just wanted to see all the girls reacting and trying to develop their relationship with him. Exactly. And I mean, you said it earlier, we have a show that's core fundamental value. And what it's trying to do is to have all of these girls for the um, mouth breathers like us to look at the show and go, wow, love her. I would like a piece of plastic of her <laughs> in my house. The, the problem is, yeah, as they get into these meetings, oh, blah, blah, blah. Here's the issue we're having. How can we solve it? How can we solve it? No, no, no. If they're having a problem developing a scene, cut to Utaha having a talking to herself or something or having something like having a scene with she's having this problem on the side don't have it where like he's calling her going what's going on with this we've delayed it already and what's going on they kind of started doing it with Eredity, but at the end of the day it still ended up being hey that deadline you know what's that deadline cut to her i don't care i understand he's directing the game but no one we don't need to see him no one cares about exactly him. and he's doing a shitty job at directing the game we see it two seasons in a row where this guy cannot and the movie he can't handle the group he's with Mm -hmm. which is the reason why in the movie well at the end of season two they leave utaha and editi because they're not pushed enough which i feel like we kind of got a little bit of it because tomoya tomoya never crosses the line of motivating them yeah and how they so, need and, to be motivated. And that was like a hard part because I'm not a creative or creator or 
or never been in that situation. But that was like kind of hard to watch because in my head, he's also their friend. So he doesn't want to push them too hard. Mm-hmm. He's already asking a favor of them mm. um, to work on this game for him. So I'm like, I understand his his point of view. And it was kind of hard to watch, like saying that Akane, who was just ruthless with them, but she got results out of them, whereas Tomoya couldn't push them. So maybe they do need that kind of push, but that's kind of a hard thing to do, especially if, if they're your friends, trying to push them past their limits. Especially when those friends are much more talented than the main character. He does <laughs> exactly. acknowledge that he is a nobody, and he brought these two together. Somehow these girls love him. Um, For some reason. one thing I never understood. Um... I always meant to look this up, but like I know Edity and Tomoya had a long history mm-hmm. as children. Um, she started, he started getting made fun of. She didn't want to be a part, like be associated with him. So she betrays him by saying, oh, I don't hang out with him. I don't know him. He felt hurt about that. That was kind of their sob story. Great. Seven years later, it sounds like they haven't talked to each other. Why are they close friends still? Exactly. Him coming to her for the artwork, fine. That makes sense because he knows that she's a good artist and he needs an artist for his game. Why is she like so infatuated with him after those seven years of like ignoring him? I never understood that. And maybe that's just a relic from the past, which fine could be explained. But there's that one scene where uh, Tomoe is trying to make the plot for his game or trying to type out something. And then he's kind of been over exhausted and he's tired and so he's like all right i'm gonna get some water for himself he's just talking out loud i'm gonna get some water and then a voice says oh yeah bring me some coke as well he's like oh okay he doesn't put it put two and two together but all of a sudden edity's in his house yeah when were they ever that close for her to just show up unannounced if they weren't friends for those seven years yeah they certainly didn't develop that like they did megami megami showing up at that house makes sense oh yeah the fact that there is no redeemable quality of Tomoya <laughs> is what hurts in the show. They could have gave him anything. It's oh. actually kind of annoying that he does end up with the best girl because all three of us throughout watching season two in the movie, we always said he does not deserve her. Absolutely. No. Oh, any any decision he made, I I could not vocally stop the outburst of saying this fucking prick (laughs) like i can't handle that character to the point where he actually he is supposed to be annoying but they did a fantastic job of making him an annoying character there's at a point there's times where maybe it's too good of a job rein it back in you know the same meeting that they said hey sao should turn into fairies the same meeting should have also been held. Maybe let's bring him back a little bit. You know, a scene with him is bad when he, the script is trying to get you to feel for him and this crunch he's in. And I'm sitting here going, oh, zero two is on the shelf behind him. <laughs> Not good. Not good. Which actually happened, people. Absolutely. That was actually a really cool part. It was like a little I love the little details ahead in the background. Mm-hmm. A little odd that they made it like physical pictures. They didn't even try to like vector art it or any of yeah. that. Weird. Probably a time crunch. We don't know what the schedule was like. And I'm sure that uh, it was much more of a time crunch than the stupid game that they were working on in the show. Which, <laughs> again, the plot of that first game is also something that I didn't understand why they were doing. This show has a lot of questionable curveballs. Weird. Absolutely. I'm in love with this girl, but back in time, she was my sister. Oh, the story. Weird. Yeah. I'm sorry, people. If you're like hashtag into incest, I'm not down with that. Weird. Is that a real hashtag? Uh, probably there's weirdos in the world. Hashtag <laughs> for everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know there's weirdos in the world because I know for a fact there's one Tamoya fan out there. <laughs> and you, if you're listening, shame on you. But we can go on for hours about hating this character that aside there are some positives in this show the art and it sounds like we've been kind of sh- like shitting on the show for a while now which i'm not here for there are some bad aspects of it but i was here to support the show yeah. in spite of danielle yeah unfortunately, there are we... good aspects of the show i still recommend you watch this show absolutely Please don't take this first half um too seriously and make it like mm, never i'm not gonna watch it I think as a harem goes, 
it's kind of a breath of fresh because it does have that introspective look on itself, even at some points breaking the fourth wall so heavy that it made Deadpool look like it was, you know, a normal movie. This show, the relationships with the girls, that's the strong point, and that is great. You do end up getting a very distinct, different uh, appeal to each of them. Yes, are they tropey? Yes. Is Utaha's trope still slapping? Absolutely. Just because they work. It, it's just, it, it works. I think that's one of my favorite things is we've never really had, at least from the harms I have seen, a character like Utaha where she's so mischievous, like she gets him on his own a lot. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you have Eriri being the sundere of the show, like figuring out like, wait, she's missing and he's missing. They're together. And then like, it's just a comedic point at that. It turns Junction, into but. an episode of The Bachelor. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's one of the, that's you're actually kind of what right. this is. She, I do like that she is also, and where, where the show is, is strong, is actually letting the lead man be an absolute beta cuck <laughs> while leaving the rest of the girls to fully embody the show and to be impressive. Utaha having this legacy of being such a very nice writer and Adity's beautiful art, which, oh my gosh, that scene where all the art is dropped on the floor uh, later on that I think Akane had walked in and seen all those seven pictures. The art was so cute. I wish that they showed a little bit of the game they're making instead of the dumbass little boy <laughs> who was constantly whining in the making of the game. Mm-hmm. Probably would have given it a little bit more points as far as that went. Now we're back to bashing the show. I apologize. But anywho, <laughs> it's funny. I guess it depends also what you're looking for out of a show. Like if you want a good plot line to follow, this doesn't have it. Right. But <clears throat> I just like watching the, the shenanigans with all the girls, how they're all interacting with each other and how their different modes of attack are. True. Like again, Utaha is always being conniving and trying to sneak sneak time away from everyone else for just to be um the two of them Eddie's always like trying to do something but like mostly just getting flustered at utaha just yelling at her why are you doing this why are you doing that when she's not really taking much initiative on her own mm-hmm. and then just megumi's just sneak mode act activate just constantly around but no one notices her but mm-hmm. she sneakily secretly and sneakily sneaks into uh tomoya's heart yeah. Like just throughout the co- course of the show without really doing anything obvious. She's just existing, um, doing her job for the game and just being a good friend and a good person and w- wins in the end without having to do anything, anything too crazy. Which is great. And then also, not to leave her out, your favorite character, Michiru, is there to also take <laughs> baths and lay down with the towel barely covering herself. So she also had that plot device going on. can i bring up one thing with the fashion of the show absolutely i get that megumi in season one was wearing this outfit that gave tomoya the vision for the game she wears it way too much i need some more cute outfits couldn't agree more the fact that when you see her in your in her school uniform and you're like oh look how cute she looks you're like oh wait it's because i'm finally seeing her in something different Another thing. Well, to- oh, the the issue with that is like, oh, good. No, no, no. It's all you. Oh, I thought you said, hold on. Um, it's just, it's, well, every time she showed up in that outfit, it was always because Tomoya was in a slump of some sort. So she kind of knew that that was his motivation. That kind of helped him <sighs> re remember yeah. what, what he was doing, what, what is his original goal yeah. to create a game starring her? This was his dream. This was the start of that dream from season one. Every time he got lost or got kind of scared or just didn't know what to do, she was just trying to help him along by playing that character so she, he could see it in real life to kind of envision that dream again and get back on course. Thought retracted. Well, it's like when I come home and you know I've had a rough day at work and you put on the Crash Bandicoot. Uh, costume and you start destroying everything in the house that just gets me out of my slump and it's great and if it's not that one it's the banana costume and then you start singing it's peanut butter jelly time 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, peanut butter jelly time. What a classic of the internet, yeah. <laughs> That's e bombs world and alba- albino black sheep just back from the dead. <laughs> Bless those hearts. Well, and then second fashion note, I'm surprised that I remembered because I didn't make a note for it. I can't remember if it's season two or the movie, but Edity is wearing a really cute dusty pink dress with maybe like a cream turtleneck or shirt underneath. That is the fit of the show. Hands down. Couldn't agree more. And I think Michael was actually just going to say that he noticed that as well. (laughs) No, actually, I don't remember that outfit, but I'm glad that you remember. And I'm glad that that's where your attention was. Hey, when you can't get involved with the actual show, you have to glean something from it. I'm trying to be positive here. Absolutely. And I think a very strong thing to pivot from that killer outfit is the the best hairstyle that was gone too soon. Oh, we can all agree. Long hair Megami is better than short hair. Top notch. And then they cut it again. Yeah. And I I know it was like a plot device. It, it had that symbolism, but I was like, uh Yeah, well this this show can plot these nuts. Because you know what? <laughs> if you have something good going for you, don't take it away like that. Eh, whatever. I mean you're here begging me excuse cute still, but long hair was definitely uh so much better. Recite. True, she's cute. And then at the end Short hair is still better than Utaha, so it's it I'll take it. Whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. You didn't know that? You thought that was a question? I don't know, no. Megami is top across the board no matter what. She is oh. she is top girl. But Utaha. You like her aesthetic more? Her aesthetic's oh, okay. good. No, I guess I don't the aesthetic. Like it more. Okay. I don't like the aesthetic. Okay, I thought you were gonna say that Utaha was top girl compared to Megumi's short hair. I'm like, no 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 no, that's wrong. No, 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 no. Okay. She's still Sorry. top, but it to say Utaha's long hair. Is, is no, 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 aesthetically wise and yes. Okay, Utah's long hair beats Megami short hair. I'm glad that two full grant, full grown men can can come to an agreement on these this anime hair. Ladies, make note: just because it's two men here, men like long hair, and especially when it's in a ponytail. It it slaps. Yes. It slaps. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't wear my hair in a ponytail a lot because I really don't like how my colics are in a ponytail. But well, then you hate me. Yeah, I never want to bring you joy uh, nah, when you look at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah, the, the problem, especially talking with the show, and I, I can't express how much that season two and the movie have blended together for me. I think also a big issue with this is we've decided to watch this while the current airing of Nagatoro is going on. Nagatoro is by, by no means a perfect show. But I love that show to death. So when I to, to, to do the stark contrast between that show and this show, of course, I'm going to feel a little bit less on this. So maybe I do like the show more. I, I certainly enjoyed it. And I would, along with Michael, recommend this to people. And honestly, a big reason for the recommend is just so that you can go through the ride. It's a short show. You can get through this very quick. We say that all the time. But it is all for the end of the movie is why I would recommend the entire ride. Doesn't matter if you loved it, hated it, whatever. To get to the end of the movie and see that ending was gut wrenching for one, and two, completely unexpected. Yeah, I will agree that the last part after the credits was definitely the best part. Honestly, I kind of forget what happened right before the credits, but like you said, unexpected, heart heart wrenching at after the credits. I was I was in shock. I'm like, no, please, please, not like this. Please tell me it's just. Please say psych. Absolutely. And then they did. I I didn't even bother looking over at Danielle at that point because she I was like she doesn't give a shit about these characters <laughs> so I just looked at my boy I was like Michael what the hell is going on here dude I was dying at first I was so scared maybe I do deep down like the show because I was thank you <laughs> because I was royally pissed oh yeah I was like but then at the same time I was like Again, the show, you don't watch the show for the plot. You watch it for the characters. Absolutely. You fell in love with the characters. That means you like the show. And at that point when uh, Megumi, we have this situation after the credits where 
they're somewhat adults and Megumi is basically saying, I think we should break up because obviously at the end of season two, they're together. They're together. And end of the movie at the end, at the end of the movie. The movie yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, because it takes that long for them to get <laughs> to that part of the relationship. Yeah. Um, every anime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was so sad. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? He fucking deserves it. He doesn't deserve her. But then at the same time, you're you have like the devil and the angel. I think that would have been a beautiful thing to name the show. Saikano. He doesn't deserve her. Mm. I think that would have been a good. Yeah. That's a good alternate. The, the thing is, it was doubly unexpected because there is nothing new. The entire show because it's following all the tropes. So then to hit you with the breakup, they're like, holy cow, this is completely different. And then do the switcheroo right back onto track was solid because it it's telling the viewer, oh, you think you knew psych? No, but no, you did. know. sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> proves that your emotions are that strong if you get pissed at that scene. Exactly. Or you're just scared. And it's a transformative movie. And I wonder, could you you couldn't watch that movie standalone? There's no way. No. Everything is built off of the premise of the first two and and the relationship building. Yeah, because the movie takes place. So end of season two, uh, Edity and Utaha go on to make that game for Fields Chronicle. Mm -hmm. And so they leave uh, Tomoya and Nagumi. And so the movie is about how they're at the game. Uh, Edity and Utaha are working on their game and kind of like feeling bad that they ditched their circle. that that they kind of like just skipped out on that. Yeah. And then Edity, I'm sorry, not Edity, Megumi and Tomoyo are trying to still build the game because Tomoyo was ready to call it quits because he'd lost his artist and his uh, plot plot writer or just a writer. And then Megumi's like, no, no, no. I still want to make this game. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to make this game. So they still made it happen. And it was just how those two different sides, one making the game for the massive company, for the, the major title and one making their just own dating sim yeah and season two being the stronger part no doubt about that it also looks in at itself because the name of their game is how to raise a boring girlfriend so it's almost kind of saying that this episode is exactly what the dating sim should be which i think would be very fun but the transformation from best girl megami was also very just awesome to me because season one you're like okay she is best girl but i'm basing that one on she's cute two she's cute and three she's not the main character season two when she's got that nice deadpan humor she is in charge she's taking charge of a lot of these things she's adorable while she's doing it and she's just giving her best effort for a guy who again does not (laughs) deserve it it was just she's just a genuine stand up girl. And if the first bit of the ending was true, I would have agreed with it. I would have been like, you know what? Good. She can go find someone who actually knows what the hell they're doing. Mm, I don't know. Could just be me. Would you would you have been all right if they just kept it at ending one? Nope. Nope. I think because I would have again, been heartbroken. Yeah. Uh, again, we uh, we like to hate on Tomoya and he deserves it. And true. no, he doesn't deserve her. But she wants him for whatever reason. She still wants him. We do. And want the best her winning her. is more important than him having the girl that doesn't he doesn't deserve. And we, she wanted him. So and we can see when we get the psych and they're back in the real world and we find out that is Utaha's uh, rendering of what their new game should be is this situation they put us stress through mm-hmm. in the first part of this end credits ending. But you kind of see Tamoya's growth, even though we only get to see it for 12 or so minutes um, as they're adults. But you can see a little bit of how he's grown and his and Megumi's relationship, which is nice. He's not. Certainly. You know, I think a, a thing with him is his, his passion is infectious. I think as far as games go, you do need that fire lit to get something done. It's just you should also be able to back it up internally. I get I get kind of what the character is. He's there to motivate others, but can't seem to motivate himself. Great, 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 great. Just yeah, there's just something to him that just doesn't slap and I'm not into it. 
does that mean that I wouldn't watch the show again? No, I'd probably watch the show again. Because now I kind of would like to see season one in the context of actually caring more about these characters. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> Although apparently we can see some flaws. True. Very <laughs> <laughs> true. Because you get this, do you know how it ends? Although it would be different now seeing the true ending because when I rewatched season one and two, that was without the movie just because I watched season one and two before the movie ever came out. Mm-hmm. Speaking it's- of which, we're not, rec- I'm personally not recommending the show just because of the movie. I was recommending the show before the movie even came out. So I think season one and two still do it enough justice to warrant a recommendation. The movie's definitely better and deserves more recognition. But I think the first two seasons are still good, in my opinion. And you know what? I can agree to a certain extent. Who, who can't, however, is the one smiling at me right now from across the desk. <laughs> I, I, I do want to also quickly pause because we did forget a major character that was actually seen in the background of one of uh, kind of the cool scene, the kiss scene, actually. Hmm. I don't know if you guys remember. There was a Shinkansen uh, <laughs> behind them, and I rode a Shinkansen once. <laughs> oh, I hate the joke, but I need to do it. Otherwise, I just don't feel normal. Oh, that aside, that is I'm, funny. I'm very much missing Japan, and I wish we could have gone with Michael this past year. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. There's COVID. still time. And once the, once the world's ready for it, and honestly, they need to everyone's been hit differently. And with this whole Olympic situation, they need time to recover before they're ready for the A squad to come back. Mm-hmm. We Go. need it to be back up and running too, because then it's not going to be the same experience. I'm also going to be freaking stoked to have someone there who will also join me in the morning ritual of a hot Royal milk tea. <laughs> and, and a cold afternoon ritual. Yep. And a cold afternoon. One. And a cold afternoon one. Between that and Bakari sweat depends how much we were walking. Hey, don't forget Calpis. And some Calpis. Calpis. (laughs) And also going to each 7-Eleven and trying to find the same cards that you can't find anywhere. Man, what an upsetting (laughs) thing. The fake cards that you have? No, the the Grand Blue Fantasy. I know, Grand Blue, Grand Blue. I don't know why I keep saying fake. And I can't bring myself to spend the $60 to get the Grand Blue Fantasy fighting game. They need to bring that down a price. Yeah. And didn't we hear mixed reviews about it too? The multiplayer is like non-existent. I mean, you can't touch. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Dragon Ball Fighters. I couldn't so. agree more, especially as just a viewing thing. But they did also just release a new Guilty Gear, which, man, I don't know. I like fighting games, but at the same time, I don't have time for games. So what, you know, what, mm. what, what's the point? Well, do we want to do a little bonus uh, since Michael is on with us? Do we want to talk about the extra little viewing we had on our little? We did. Let's shed some light onto one of our favorite shows and also now one of my favorite episodes of one of my favorite shows (laughs) because we had another fan service episode in our viewing. We took advantage of having Michael here. We we both moved away from each other, even though we're we're as best of friends as we can be. We decided, you know how we could take this to a new level? Let's move farther and not talk as much. From there, we decided to take advantage of the time. And we watched Kaguya-sama OVA. Which it actually says it's not yet aired in our country. Whoops. So really? Um... You can find this where you can find it to view it. Go find it, you weeb. You know exactly what sites we're talking about. (laughs) The memes are everywhere. Find it on your local site that you use and totally worth it because it is a fan service episode. Or wait, is that just... No, yeah, I see in the picture OVA, but then it's telling me season three, but um, it's... We we watched the OVA. It wasn't season three. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like the... Mediator episode before season three comes out, which it's is a little bit I don't hype. know one. Yeah, keep you interested. Well, there's oh, a break here. I found it. I'm sorry, but yes, it still says not available in your country unless that's just for the viewing well, video. It, it clearly wasn't on any of our awesome oh, streaming services such as 
Crunchyroll and Funimation. That's true. Which, may I say buttery smooth operation on a Roku. Saik, update your apps, you fucking clowns. I hate it. I, oh, I can't handle it. And I feel like I'm doing my due diligence. I'm paying my monthly just so I can have it to where I can just sit down on the TV and watch it. Seems very much worth it. But when the stupid thing doesn't want to work, it's a nightmare. Speaking of the opposite of a nightmare, Danielle, get us going on this OVA. Titties and ass for a majority of it. And shower, soap, chica. The the opposite of what you want to happen in a male prison when you drop the soap is when girls drop the soap and their tits are rubbing up against each other and it gets very sensual. Phenomenal. (laughs) Phenomenal episode. And I, yeah, I was not expecting that to come from Kaguya's Toma. I don't know why, but <laughs> well, I was more, like, whoa, that's not, nothing about the show has led me up to this moment. Well, because we're used to a Kaguya who is more of a prude. It's more of that genuine lovey-dovey of a naive it's tame, person. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so tame. And this episode came out of nowhere. This was a Mike Tyson punch to my sternum. I lost my breath when Chica was launching soap from those <laughs> bajungas that she's got. <laughs> I, in, in to, to then go from that into then like that cooking portion. Yeah. Well, the, uh, yeah, with uh, the rice cook, cook off. Yeah. And the thing with it is at first when, when we started watching Kagi back in the day, Chica was just, oh, she's cute. Oh, I love the end credit with her. She's running the show now. When she was doing the judging and she kept being wrong <laughs> about, ah, you must have used these eggs. You really take pride. It's like, no, I bought them at the store. <laughs> it hit every time. Yeah, that was funny. It was genuine. Now, genius. Because it was so far stretched from the actual show vibes itself. Did you guys enjoy the OVA or no? Oh, yeah. I, oh, I enjoyed it. Just it definitely caught me off guard. Like I was not expecting that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was a, when you miss characters enough and you get to see it. So it was like reminiscing and going through a yearbook. Boy, do how do I do I miss them? Because every show since watching Kaguya, what word can we not hear without thinking of Kaguya? President. Yeah. Every time a character. Kaicho. Kaicho. Um, there's a part. I think my favorite part of this OVA was. Is it Ishigami? What's his name? Yeah. Yes. Um, when they're the comedy. Yeah, I think. I can't remember if they're looking through the nudie magazine or no. I think it's when they're in the student council office and they're looking at that book that was confiscated. It was just kind of like a lewd book. It wasn't the porn that they found on the side of the road. Oh, yes. But he was and they're looking at characters that look like Kaguya and Chika. And he makes a note on how the character that looks like Chica has a similar bow on her bangs. And he's like, I don't know how this stays on her head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I thought that that was like my favorite part because that is the biggest question to the show. Absolutely. And she looks so darn cute. She's always cute. It doesn't matter the time. Always. It don't. Which honestly, how reminiscent of, especially after we just watched Mysterious Girlfriend X that we hit on two episodes within the month talking about finding a celebrity that looks just like, you know, the mm-hmm. people you like. So, mm-hmm. so nice. Um, yeah, aside from that, I mean, it, it was unfortunate because it was the usual length of it. It was like a normal episode. So it was, it, it came quick. 22 minutes. Yeah. It, it, this it was gone within a blink. Yeah, it was, it was sad, but mm-hmm. very happy to have, to have done that. It was a nice, um, relaxing evening watching the OVA and having listen I know that you boys like Saikano but I think ending the night with the Kakia OVA was like the cherry on top oh I think so I remember it was kind of late-ish and I wasn't sure if I wanted to get kicked <laughs> out or not and then Tal wasn't expecting us to watch it that Daniel just puts on the OVA it's like oh okay I guess we are doing this I needed to enjoy something that <laughs> night Oh, as if. <laughs> Again, the psychotic hate. I cry. <laughs> I cry every time. Yeah. 
again, at least you can confide in me. Danielle's not given an inch with that one. And that's fine. Everyone's got their own personal taste, but she's wrong and we hate her. <laughs> and then the reversal happened in a month. When Villainous Season 2 comes out, yep. and Danielle and I can be on the same team. <laughs> Absolutely, and then I will be the villain. But at the same time, as reminiscing on Villainous does get me very excited for Season 2. Yeah. We also have Dragon Maid coming my soon. Rewatch. Oh, right, Dragon Maid. Dragon Maid. We got a lot of rewatches to happen, which is problematic when you also want to watch other things. Megalobox Season 2 coming to a close soon. Isn't and there two we have, more episodes? Two more episodes. And when this is done, Michael, you need to watch it. We just watched episode 10 and 11 of Megalobox, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And episode 10 was fan-fucking-tastic. And Tom uh, ended up skipping. And I was like, what are you doing? There was a second episode. Yep. I didn't even realize we went a whole extra week without watching it. And it was so good. That we had that little extra episode in our back pocket to watch because holy freaking Bob, it was so good. It was. Start that up next then. Yeah. After, uh, is it wrong? It's good. It's good. Is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon? What a classic. <laughs> and I'm glad I can I'm finally say it. I'm enjoying it a lot. It, yeah. Well, you've got. It's a great show. Now, here's a great question to get just kind of the vibe here. Um, to see if you are, in fact, a loyal uh, soldier for the Army of Ice. <laughs> are you Hestia, Team Hestia, or are you Team Ice? Uh, I want to be Team Ice. Oh, and no. I think if she got more screen time, I think... Remember, you guys watched three seasons, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, we're I'm only season up. one, right? Mm-hmm. I, I love her, right? And I, I love her, the, her tone of voice. I love everything about her. She's just not around enough compared to Hestia. Which is true. It's just for me right now, it's just like I want her to be number one and she might be, but I'm, I don't have like a like. So I kind of Megumi, no contest. Number one, Utaha, no contest. Number two, like those are set in stone. They're very close, but I can split them apart. I know which one, which one tops the other. Here, I'm just like, I am like confident that Ice is number one. But she needs a little bit more screen time for me so I can actually see her. Cause I just see so much of Hestia where it's just like, well, she's fucking adorable. Like, <laughs> I kind of like Hestia, too. But that being said, I just started season two and we're at that the banquet and he is dancing with Ice right now. I'm like, OK, I'm seeing more of her. I'm liking her a lot. That was super cute. So I'm definitely on the right train. It just needs to. To go a little bit more so I can solidify and know how to separate them. Can you believe that the voice actor of Ice, Wallenstein, is Edity? That is two polar opposite characters. Yeah. Sundere and Ice Queen. Yeah. That is crazy. Such an easy, if you put those two in a ring, it's so easy to figure that out. And I, of course, don't want to ruin anything for the show for you. I don't think you're ever going to get as much of eyes as you're going to want. But I think I just want more of her and that's why. Absolutely. But there is a spin-off show where she is the front runner. Yeah, we haven't watched yet to watch it. She has oh, kind of wait, her own Do you know spin-off. the name of this? I have to add this now. Um, I'll, I'll look it up really quick. We, we, right. we added it to the list. We'll definitely get that to you. But before these, uh, these folks fall asleep while listening to us, you guys, we cannot thank you enough for joining us. And especially can't thank Michael enough for joining us for this episode. Saikano, again, recommended as far as the guys are concerned. You're not going to be in, you're not gonna be in love with, with every episode. But as I just talked over, Michael, you will fall in love with the, with the girls. I agree with that completely. Let me interject if you did want to watch the Ice standalone. Oh, wait. 12 episodes. It's wait, a, it is? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just like a movie or a longer episode. No. It's Sword Oratoria. 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 Oh, thank you. Oh, God. Yeah. Oratoria. And then it's got the colons. Is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon? And then it's on the side. Yeah. I mean, they certainly need more words in that title. <laughs> That's like, this is how the meme started of what we were watching, where it's those paragraphs yeah. of at that time that i picked up a part-time job at a sports athletic store and met the love of my life while sorting the 
soccer balls on the rack. Oh. Cool. It's on Amazon Prime. Bada there bing. you go. Yeah, that's where we saw it. I actually. know what I'm watching oh. next after Son of a I finish season three. Well, no, you have to tell us how it is. No, you're going to have to come over here with your login. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that You're aside, true. Midwestern goodbye finished. Make sure to uh, check out the Discord. Make sure to check out the Instagram. And Michael, any closing thoughts before we, we send it off? Definitely watch Psychado, despite what Danielle says. She's wrong. <laughs> she's not 100% wrong, but she's mostly wrong. It's, 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 it's a good watch. Just do it. Megumi's number one like of all time. So just for that fact alone. No kidding. I'd love to hear no, one person. Wait, wait, wait. Megumi is number one of all time. All other best girls. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's not her. Over Chizuru? Yes. Oh. I'm gonna I'm pleading I, the fifth. I love her. I'm pleading fifth hard, even over Kaguya. <gasps> yeah. Oh. I, I I like her that much. Michael. Even over uh oh my gosh, why am I having a brain fart? Godzilla? <laughs> no. Oh. It might be a stretch, but Takagi? <gasps> oh, hold on, hold on. But Takagi's in a different class here. Is it because she's underage? She's well, yeah, in a different she's place. In middle school. She can still be best girl. You don't have to uh, romantically fantasize about a best girl, I don't think. I no, you don't. Undress her but is what I should I guess would. she's I I guess she's just in a different category. If, if you're talking about favorite characters like of all time, then oh, she she's she she wins by heart every time. Yeah. Mm. Okay. No, no one can, no one can touch Takagi. She's okay. part of the elite. I don't know how much I love Takagi. Yeah, mm. she's part of the elite who we don't loot, like mm. Nezuko. Yes, exactly. Except for smiles, we must protect. Yeah, Aww. exactly. And the cutie from Dragon Maid. Uh, I can Kana. Never... Yes, Kana the she's Lolly so cute. Queen. She's so, she's so adorable. Um, exactly. It, it, I put Takagi in that category. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know okay. that's what we were talking about. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I just wanted to make sure. I just How wanted to make you sure. You know for a fact he's loyal to Takagi-san. <laughs> With that said, remember... <laughs> Midwestern goodbye. Yeah, yeah. That aside, massive fans of you guys. Hope you're good enough fans of us to join our Discord. Yeah, I said it one more time. And with that, Danielle, please say goodbye to them. Bye, guys.